Guys, you're listening to Get Serial here on Sin with Luca, Beck, and Kaylee. You just heard Moju put it on hold. Guys, we have a really interesting interview coming up. We're joined by Dr. Kath Crook, doctor at the Royal Children's Hospital. She also runs the Hush Foundation and Gathering of Kindness. How are you? Very good, thank you. Nice to be here. Oh, good. Well, first off, we'll start off. Can you tell us a little bit about Gathering of Kindness and kind of the overall mission of the organisation? Yeah, look, I'd love to. The Gathering of Kindness is a social movement that we're building to try and get people having some of the conversations we really need to have about how to improve kindness, particularly in healthcare, but actually throughout the whole of society and the impact that kindness can have to really make things go as well as possible. This all started out of my work as a doctor at the Royal Children's and I've been there now 25 years. And I started thinking, look, it's really stressful if you've got a family member who's unwell. And what you really want is to be treated with care, kindness and respect. And that some of those things matter as much as the actual medicines that we might give you or the operations we might do. Does that make sense? Well, it absolutely makes sense. And I understand that the gathering of kindness sort of invites us to picture a health system that is kinder and more satisfying for patients, residents, staff and families. Could you please speak a bit more to that if you feel like it? Yes, look, that concept really is very important to take a positive outlook on um, our healthcare system because if you think about some of the things that go on behind the scenes, staff don't always treat each other with kindness. Um, It's a very hierarchical business to be in with, you know, a sort of a top-down culture that doesn't lend itself to people lower down in the culture feeling they're safe to speak up if they're worried about things. And we'd been hearing a lot about bullying in healthcare, junior doctors getting burnt out, a lot of suicide with the health professionals themselves. And we started thinking that's a very negative space to be in. What would the positive space be? What would the kind health system look like? And What are the building blocks of doing that? And it also um, has sort of spread into education where instead of stamping out bullying in schools, what's a kind school? What does that look like and what are the elements of a kind school? And if you come at it from that angle, actually you're building the positive thing that you want and the bad behaviour tends to drop away. And we find that teams just function so much better when they 
connect with each other, they treat each other with kindness. If you say you're working in a team and somebody's a bit sort of grumpy or scratchy or things aren't going well, what we suggest to people is just take a step back, take a breath and have a think what's going on for that person who's behaving badly. Maybe they're hungry or angry or tired or late or even scared. You know, there's a lot of things might be going on in the background for them that make them react badly. And if you can take that into consideration and then send back the kindness to them, you actually can turn a whole situation around quite quickly. On a personal note, Kath, um, what are some uh, what are some positive changes that you've experienced in your last 25 years working at the Royal Children's Hospital? Look, we've made some major um, changes. Firstly, how much we respect and care for the patients and families. So what's called patient-centred care is actually listening to what are the things that matter to the family that's in front of you and not that everybody gets that cookie cutter sort of treatment or medicine but that you individualize it for the person in front of you and what are the things that are really important to them and their family once we started doing that and listening to the families they actually taught us a lot about what it's like when you're the one in the bed or you're the one sitting next to the bed with a sick loved one because the families notice so much Once we'd started to listen to the families, we then realised we need to listen to each other. So we need to gather the expertise of junior nurses who come on the the ward and who might notice things that we haven't noticed because we've done it the same way for 25 years. And here's a fresh set of eyes that says, I wonder why you have this particular practice going on in the ward. And makes us, I think, refresh how we look at how we're doing our work. And we've really found that this sort of attitude of connecting human to human with the people that you're working with um, can make a big difference to how you understand them and how you can make your team as good and as strong and as efficient as possible. Now, um, Kath, with... uh World Kindness Day coming up, you know, you guys hold a fair few events and obviously at the moment with everything that's going on, um, you know, with COVID and stuff like that, how have you guys had to kind of transition your events online, you know, how have you adapted and what's what's kind of changed? Well, it's had to be really different and at the beginning of the year we thought, well, we just can't do the Gathering of Kindness because normally it's a road show. We take musicians with us, we take actors and we put on plays in hospitals, Um, we give talks, we bring authors with us who might present their book and explain um, their book that might talk about their experience in healthcare. So we were all a little bit flattened and I think it took till about May for us to think, no, we've still got amazing things to talk about and some really beautiful content, let's just go online. So now, in fact... We've had a bigger response this year than ever before. And I reckon there are two reasons for that. One, that online content is so accessible for anybody at any time. And we've put out a whole series of free events and then um, a couple of things on Friday that are low um, cost just to cover our costs, but some really interesting speakers. So that's one thing. And the other is kindness during this pandemic has really come to the fore. 
and I think you've probably all noticed how um, the things that people do for each other to help when there's a crisis actually sustain our whole society. It's like the glue that holds society together. So when we've talked about kindness this year, people have said, we really get it, we really understand this and we want to get involved. So I'd love people to go onto our website, gatheringofkindness.org, and have a look at what we've got. We've packaged it in little packages from about three-minute videos that you can have a look at up to an hour session where you can listen to some international speakers talking about some of these issues and you can be involved in the questions and answers afterwards. Oh, perfect. We'll be sure to check that one out. Thank you. Can, can you um, can you tell us a bit more about the Hush Foundation and the role that plays in the Gathering of Kindness? Well, the Hush Foundation sort of underpins all of this. Hush came about when the parents at the hospital said to me, this environment is so hard and so scary for us. And I started bringing Australian composers in to hospitals to have a bit of a think about the environment and how we could make the sounds that you listen to in a hospital much more calming and reduce people's stress. So we've now done 18 albums of new Australian music and people can have a listen. Um, we're on Spotify and iTunes and all of those, those platforms and also you can get the music through our website. And these are incredible Australian composers who've stood in the corner in a hospital operating room or a waiting room and they've listened to all the noise that's going on and they've thought about what music can sit in that environment to help make people feel more calm. And it works an absolute treat. So the music is in hospitals all around the world now. Who can listeners uh, expect to hear from, from the guest speakers on the, on the World Kindness Day? On World Kindness Day, we've got Simon Anderson, who's a social researcher from Scotland. Now, Scotland has done some incredible work on kindness in public policy and talking about those acts of kindness that actually make the wheels of society turn on top of what government or anything else provides. Society will actually break down if you don't have people looking in on their neighbours um, taking food to a relative who's not well, all of these things are so important. So we talked to Simon. We'll also talk to Chris Turner, who's an emergency physician in the UK, and he talks about civility, which is something of an English sort of a word, but I think we all understand what it's like to speak civilly to other people and that you get the best out of people when you do that. And if you speak to people rudely, you actually reduce their bandwidth to be able to, pre to process information and that's when things start to go wrong. And we've also got a very interesting panel of Australian speakers, um, David Clark from the Australian Safety Institute talking about workplace health and safety and how we need to be looking after, particularly looking after our doctors and nurses and healthcare professionals um, so that they can do their work in the best possible way. And I think the, that panel are going to talk about how the pandemic has affected people in lots of different workplaces. So it's going to be an exciting day and we'd love people to join in. Um, you know, wherever you come from, I think you'll find something that uh, you'll have a takeaway message that'll be helpful to you. 
Now, Kath, to wrap this up, um, if you could tell us, you know, you know, it sounds obvious how we can be kind in the workplace, but do you have any um, any ways that exercise or, or tips or tricks or anything like that that we can impl- implement kindness throughout the workplace? Um, I would say the first thing is to be kind to yourself. I think often people are very sort of hard on themselves and they expect a lot and um, may not even be doing the self-kindness before they get to helping other people. It's almost like put on your oxygen mask first before you try and help other people in a plane yeah. crash. And I think the the next tip would be take a breath when there's something going on that doesn't look like good behaviour in the workplace Think about where's that other person coming from and how can I help to de-escalate the situation rather than make it worse. And the third thing would be meet together with your teams each day and start to get to know some of the other things about the people in your team that may give you a better understanding of what that person is about. And it what we did at our hospital was we started talking about our other interests and, of course, music is one of mine. So we'll often start our morning talking about who's been to hear a band at the weekend or one of our anaesthetic technicians plays in a band, so we always ask him what he's been doing. They'll always ask me how my my Hush Foundation's going, what my children are up to. That sort of thing humanises our interactions and it gives you a little bit more tolerance, I think, for the people that you're working with. Well, thank you for joining us, Dr. Kath Kroc. Um, That has really resonated with me, and I'm really hoping that it resonates with our listeners as well. You are listening to Get Serial on Sin with Beck, Kaylee, and Luca, and up next we have another song for you. It is Watching Trees by Eleven Pond. <laughs> 